0: Hello, on today's show we talk about UFC 250, we recap all the happenings there, we talk about the card that was supposed to be UFC Saskatoon, we talk about Jorge Masvidal's list of tweets, John Jones' list of tweets, why they should all be paid more, and of course Conor's retirement, and much, 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 much more. Hello, 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 welcome back to Jack and Mel Superhead MMA show. We have quite a lot to talk about today. I as always am your host, Jack Ironstoops, Stoops, joined by my brother, Mel Brown. What is happening player? Well, a lot is happening in the MMA world. In our world? Yeah. <laughs> not so much. That's, n- that's not true. You did something big last night. Who told you about that? I saw it on your Instagram. And I was also there. Oh sorry. You
1: moral support. <laughs> Alright, I thought you were talking about my maybe a bowel movement or something.
0: Oh well, no. I mean, I wasn't there for that. You did tell me about it, but I wasn't there for that. As I like to do, like keep (laughs) you in the loop. Text
1: updates. (laughs) It's text is fine. It's when you start getting the uh, picture messages that's the worry. Well, tell the lovely listeners what you did last night. Oh, I ran. You did.
0: You ran so far away. (laughs) Yeah. You did. You did good too, man.
1: Yes. Surprised myself. Um, I told you you would. Still, will never be a runner, but. Well.
0: I am, as of next Monday, running 100 miles in 30 days for the Alzheimer's Society UK. So I will post on Twitter about this so that you lovely people, if you wish to, can donate some of your cold, hard dollars. So um, yeah, I've been running for, I don't know, near my whole life. (laughs) Coming up to two months now, I think, about six, seven weeks, something like that, most
1: days. Um, But it's great. I told you you'd do better than you thought. Yeah, I don't know if I enjoy it yet. I think running, yeah, you have to be fairly competent at to get any enjoyment <clears throat> out of.
0: I, I don't know. I mean, I said yesterday in a <clears throat> little video I put up on Facebook that like running now is like brushing my teeth. I don't, I don't like it, and I don't dislike it. I just do it. I think that's what running is. But the benefits of it, you'll enjoy a hundred percent.
1: I don't know. I, well, first of all, I, I have to see if it's a sustainable thing for me. I hope it is. For those who don't know, I am. 6'2 and about 2.95 at the minute. So running on the road is... uh It's just a little bit of strain on uh, my already bad ankle joints from several surgeries. But eh, they held up alright last night.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I, I'd say they probably will. Like, it's a... Running's a funny thing. I mean, my knees have always been bad. And yeah, they hurt and it sucks. But, you know, you... You kind of do kinda get used to it a bit Like um, My advice to anyone though Don't buy a fucking Fitbit I've had three of the bastards in a week uh, I quite like mine Oh no it's great when it fucking works But mine kept going faulty A um, couple of people I know have had a couple of them as well
1: The only thing mine struggles with The only thing mine struggles with <coughs> Is reading my sleep Is that because you are The human equivalent of a brick in your sleep No the opposite um, I think it's like it doesn't measure your sleep unless you have like three solid hours. Um. Ah, I see. And with a eight month old, six month old baby, eight, eight, yeah, old, I, know, I know, I know, it's um, scary, yeah, yeah, and just being a crap light sleeper in general. Um, I, uh, well, apparently, according to my Fitbit, I very rarely get three uninterrupted hours of sleep. But
0: well, i yeah, I mean, that's that's. That's what you get for for uh having a baby, my friend. Yeah. That's the price you pay. It's your own fault. It's your own fault. <laughs> you don't up baby out it, yeah. Keep it in not, your pants, it's not smell. My fault that that you have super fertile sperm. I can't help that.
1: It's true, I'm just <coughs> <coughs> One the shot, seed.
0: one kill. So UFC two fifty happened at the weekend. Um, we're not gonna go into every fight because well, some of them weren't great and also <coughs> we never really do. Um I thought the card <coughs> was pretty Pretty stellar
1: from top. It was.
0: Bottom. It was a good card. I just think some of the fights were a little flat. But yeah, I mean, it was a it was a good card. Uh, Ian Heinisch with a f- super impressive knockout over Gerald Mearshart. Um, yeah, he looks good. Booked
1: again already. Yeah, quick turnaround. There seems to be lots of fighters having very quick turnaround. It's like it's nearly like they've a limited roster with that pandemic thing going on. Um. He has the deepest chest cavity I think I've ever seen. He's an odd fella, he's an odd shape. Yeah. He's ne- yeah. he looks as wide or as deep as he is tall.
0: Like a like a mountain. Exactly.
1: But yeah, look great. Um I actually picked Mearshard going into this because I think people So did
0: I, I thought he was tough. Too yeah tough.
1: I think people sleep on him and he's obviously super experienced, but uh Heinish made that made it look easy. Um Dark horse. We were talking about dark horses last last week. Dark horse in the middleweight division, Ian Heinisch. Yeah,
0: yeah, could definitely could definitely qualify. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, I would uh, I would say so. Um. So the next fight up was uh, Alex Caceres and Chase Hooper. Now I can't remember exactly what I said in the podcast, but I do remember having a conversation with you and saying that like. Uh, whilst I f- immensely favoured Hooper because I sort of did by the hype I said like it was one of those things we just don't know because like Caceres is mm. a veteran and you know and basically that proved to be the case he, f- I'll tell you what Chase Hooper has a fucking chin
1: yep and he has a serious chin he has a serious chin and very serious lack of striking defence that is very true Um, he got
0: the piss speed out of him for three rounds by Alex Caceres it was a good fight
1: though he had glimpses of hope on the ground but he's just he's uh, like I, I liked how the commentator sort of described it in that he's still nearly a specialist in a game where you need to be well rounded now but I mean he is 20. 20 he has time to come along the problem is he's going to be coming along and learning and developing while in the UFC um, and doesn't you know no disrespect to Alex Caceres but he's sort of lower tier of guys, especially at featherweight, although very yeah. experienced, there isn't much of a step down you're ever going to have from that. So he's either going to have to learn quick on the job or I don't really know. I said to you off air, I don't know if you should be in the UFC if if you're 20. You, I would nearly prefer that you were absolutely tearing it up on a regional scene and winning, but just getting better because yeah. it's it's like the step up is substantial and like Alex Caceres has been in the UFC for what nearly 10 years or so. Yep. It's been there, done it. Um Hooper I think still has, you know, potentially a big future ahead of him. I think it's always hard to assess after you know the hype train comes to a screeching halt like that. But lots of work to be done. Yes, indeed.
0: Uh, next fight up, Eddie Wineland, Sean O'Malley. Sean O'Malley iced Eddie Wineland. Beautiful, faint uppercut, and then came with a piston right. At I thought
1: he was dead. <laughs> <laughs> it was... He looked great. Um, he did. Really, really good. That was an appropriate step up in competition for him, and he handled it. Uh, I think there's a, a lot of matchups that you could, oh, well, he could liter- put with him now. He literally has the entire bantamweight division in front of him so he's he's fresh as well like he's fought none of the top guys or none of the top 10 guys You can go through them all um i saw lots of people calling for him to fight like cody garbrandt next who we'll no, get on to but i was like that's soon. yeah as much as i love eddie wineland and really do veteran i thought this was i thought he could be he could pull an upset here. I thought O'Malley was far too heavily favored going into the fight, mm-hmm. um, but I mean he, he dealt with him. We're talking about a guy who, you know, at one point was the WEC champion. He sort of fought everyone. Everyone Aldo. Um, he's been him with Aldo, and he tends to lose to the top guys. Yeah, but has always uh, he's always competitive with them. Someone so I think he's someone great,
0: described him as the Cub Swanson of Bantamweight yeah and I was yeah. like I dig I dig I get that I think you give him someone like I think you give O'Malley someone like Song Yudong or you know John Dodson you know someone like that you know in the sort of top 15 and you know you said yesterday about Rob Font I like that matchup but not for O'Malley Um, I think Font's boxing is fucking so good that could be well, tricky one. O'Malley's, but I don't
1: O'Malley's saying that he's got the uh the best striking in the in MMA, not even the the division. So he probably d- he probably does have
0: some of the best striking, but I mean the thing as you know is that we just talked a minute ago about specialists, like specialist, you know, boxing gets you a long way in MMA, um, you know, <laughs> yeah. when you have other assets to your game. Um and you know, if Rob Font standing in Boxing range, not letting him get those kicks off. Mm. It's it's not that uh, I'm not saying that Rob Font would one hundred percent win. Um I would I would I would say O'Malley has a very good chance, but I just I like that matchup for Rob Font. I think there's a chance for him to look very good in that
1: fight. Could do, but that's one of the options. I like your idea of Dodson and Yadon another guy who you could put him in with, fought in the card as well, uh Cody Staman.
0: Yep, yeah, yep. Um, If he wants a big jump up, Sunsai makes sense. But I I I don't see him wanting
1: to to jump that high. He probably would want to jump that high, I just don't think. I mean, there's guys in that division, I don't think you can justify O'Malley, who's, I don't know if the new rankings are out yet, but he's currently unranked. I don't know if you can justify him Mm -hmm. jumping unranked to number five in the division. Fair.
0: Uh, Neil Magney, Anthony Rocco Martin, Magny, eked the decision, win.
1: Yeah, could have went either way. I think I'm, I can't really remember how I scored it live. It was just a very. It was an odd fight. Well, it was a fight typical of both of their styles. That's very true. So in a way, it was kind of exactly what we expected. Close <laughs> decision. Aljamain
0: Sterling strangled the fuck out of uh, Corey Sandhagen in the first round, uh, put him unconscious. It was a superb performance from Sterling.
1: Oh, yeah. Efficient. No no wasted energy, no unnecessary damage, just knew where he was better, took it there and won it. Yep. Um, That
0: that Matt Serra jiu-jitsu.
1: Yeah. I picked Sandhagen going in. um, So did I. I thought he'd look good. I thought he would manage to, to stay on the outside, but I mean... This is, you know, a prime example of like I just said, guys playing to their strengths. He knew where he had the advantage and he took it there. Um yep. just super smart game planning. Um obviously a bad one for for Sandhagen. Um don't really mm, I'm trying to think who he goes next. You you could maybe put him with the Sun sign next, sort of Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. Makes sense. Makes sense. Um, Komian, Half-Ela Sunsai, Cody Garbrandt, Garbrandt, uh, Garbrandt looked really good, really calm, really composed for most of the fight, yep. um, not all of it, uh, The one of the most brutal KOs I've seen in a long time, but um, not necessarily the most technical, I see a lot of people giving him all this credit, and it's like, I was reading <clears throat> his, like, his dipping, and I was thinking to myself, it was like, oh, like, it could be a hook or a head kick coming, do you know,
1: Yeah. That I think the- that, it looked great, but it would not fly against, no offence to Rafael Alessandra, who's not known as a dangerous striker, Um, that, you know, hands down against the cage, dipping, literally throwing an uppercut, or not an uppercut, sorry, a hook from behind you, Um, I don't think against any of the more elite strikers in that division, um, cuts it. No, no.
0: He looked the, good. Uh, he looked
1: fast, but there were, like you're saying, there was at times where it looked like he was. He still gets caught up in it and was straying away from you know sort of what Mark Henry wanted him to do. But it's good to have him back as you know he's yeah. back in the mix. I think he was sort yeah. of the forgotten man because of his last few years.
0: Yeah, agreed. Um, the main event, Amanda Nunes versus Felicia Spencer, went about as predicted. Uh, one of the most one-sided fights I've seen in quite some time. Uh, there was definitely a call for it to be stopped, what do you think? Yeah.
1: Um, either between the 3rd and 4th, or the 4th and 5th.
0: I think between the 4th and the 5th, for sure.
1: Um, she had nothing. Um, nope. This was entirely predictable. I saw lots of people on Twitter picking Spencer, and I just could not understand it. I, I, like. She is tough, you know, as tough as they come in women's MMA, it seems. You know, she's gone 25 with with Nunez, and she went, what, 15 with Cyborg. She's tough as shit, but...
0: Best chin in MMA.
1: Yeah, could do. Um, She's just not good enough. But I don't think anyone at 45 or 35 is good enough. I reckon Ghana you could club her and she'd just stand there being like, and what? (laughs) Yeah, I think I said uh, yesterday I was like, Luke Rockhold with Felicia Spencer's chin could like be emperor of the universe. (laughs) Yeah,
0: yeah. 100%. Um, You know, great performance from Nunez. That's her at 11 wins on the bounce now.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's no one there for her. The, the, The gap is so big between her and The next, I mean, like, we were talking about it before. I had a feeling she was going to retire or take a sabbatical or something, but that doesn't seem to be the case. To be the case, yeah. Um, Just looking at the women's divisions, like, there's just. I don't really know. I think they're holding out hope that Aspen Ladd can still be something, but. I don't see see her having any success against Nunez either. Um, Lots of people are calling for Irene Aldana to fight her. But, um, well, let's let's talk about it now. She's just got booked in a main event against Holly Holm, which is very winnable for both. Um, I don't think there's any desire for people to see Holly Holm fight for the title again. Um, Beyond that, Juliana Pena would get thrashed um, just looking at the division there really is it's thin thin like people thought Ketlin Vieira was going to be something and she got iced as well didn't she I yep. suppose I mean I would still have interest in seeing them run back uh, Nunes and Durandamy you know if Durandamy went away and yeah. worked on on her uh, takedown defense you know but she's I suppose the only woman there who poses a threat, yeah, is a real danger on the feet. But we saw we saw how that went, you could know, due to forty five. True, true. Um, but I mean that fight being competitive, very much hinges on could Durandami have made the improvements? Because I mean she had her moments in that fight, and obviously Nunes didn't really want any of it on the feet. But I mean she just took her down and worked her for 25 minutes as well and beyond yeah. that I mean Shevchenko is an option but there doesn't seem to be any real interest from the UFC on that end she, I mean she's she's fallen into the same problem in her division is that she is just leagues ahead of of, every, of everyone else yeah Um, and obviously like there's no point I saw people bringing up like Wei Li Zhang I mean you can't the size difference alone would be ridiculous.
0: So, we should probably get on to the news. Um, there's quite a bit of news this week, actually. Um, UFC 251 to have three title fights, apparently. Volkanovski and Holloway, Jan and Aldo, and Usman and to be decided. So, Ooh, that should be that's a, a tough good fight for card,
1: Usman. isn't it? I mean, the dreaded what? he's un- 0-0, I think. I, well, undefeated? He's undefeated, but at the same time... It's his debut in the UFC, isn't
0: it? Uh, I believe so. So fingers crossed. Um, but shows a lot of promise. So we will see. First, what do you of think fight. of uh,
1: Holloway getting a, an immediate rematch? I saw lots of resistance I don't, don't,
0: to this. Don't hate it at all.
1: No, I think if you've been a champion like Holloway, you probably deserve an immediate rematch. And like if you, oh l-
0: come on! Whenever I said that about Stipe and about the DC rematch,
1: you lit on me. Yeah, but. At the time, Stipe got knocked out in the first round. Max Holloway had a close, competitive twenty-five minutes.
0: I think you can argue that that's worse. When when you get beaten over five rounds, you know, other than just getting caught, especially at
1: heavyweight. Mm. Um Did Holloway not have a better? Do he not have more defenses than Stipe? It probably did. Yeah, probably did. Um, did. But yeah, my next point was if you look at actually who's you know, booked and what's going on at Featherweight. Below Holloway, what Brian Ortega's ranked at number two and he hasn't fought like I I don't know since nineteen seventy five or something. Um yeah. Zabit has also hasn't been fact There's rumors that they're booking him in the which is a good fight. Yeah, it's a great fight. Korean zombie you couldn't well I suppose you, you
0: could argue for him.
1: You could argue for him, but
0: but there's no clear cut yeah but that's saying. what I mean
1: there's no there's no clear cut and I think Max Holloway is very much in the UFC's good books um, you know with stepping up division fighting Poirier and you know although it didn't come to fruition you know stepped in last second to fight Habib mm-hmm. um, yeah he's just I'm just looking up seeing how many defenses he actually had uh, no, he's, he had three three defenses, but he had an interim belt as well. But I think, I think it's the good, more the good graces with the UFC.
0: Yeah, he's always willing to throw down. Um, I'm, I have no problem with it at all. Um, <coughs> so, according to the Athletics Fighters Survey, twenty one point two percent of fighters uh, think they already are feeling effects of CTE in their daily lives. Now, I think the thing that baffles me about this is there was a percentage of people didn't answer. I'm more worried about the amount of them saying no, to be honest.
1: Yeah. Uh, could be a good dose of denial there. Um, that's worrying. I mean, you're you're going to get it at some point. I don't know. That's... that's something uh, that I don't I mean think it's we'll it's ever it's find it's a way around. It's hard, yeah, it's hard to to assess because yes obviously scary but if you think that you can compete in MMA without it you know the, the two go hand in hand like you're going to have head trauma yeah um, yeah I think you well I, I don't know I suppose if the rather than asking people do you think you've got it maybe if there was an actual like med- medical screening process for it you'd have a better idea
0: yeah yeah true um Daniel Cormier puts a picture of a signed fight contract up so we can assume that Stipe and DC is happening.
1: I'd imagine so. About time, but glad to see. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, it's the fight to make. Um, like I said, I think both of them are probably probably done after this one. Yeah.
0: I suppose well, the only thing is yeah. we
1: haven't seen anything from Stipe yet. Uh, at the as of right now, when we're recording, um, could it be in Ganu? Could
0: be, it could be. I but just don't, I don't f- know why. Yeah, if you're I just DC. don't think DC would, would take an in Gano fight. DC wants that belt and to ride off into the sunset. So, uh, Derek Bronson, Edmund Shabazian, uh, it is booked for the third time. Uh, goodbye, Derek Bronson. Um, yes. Yeah,
1: he's getting slapped. He could uh, he could do, but I think for some reason people real like dislike Derek Brunson and underrate him. And I think well, I think a lot of it comes from the Adesanya fight. Um, but Shapaziyan is on the way up. Uh, Brunson is an established veteran. I don't think it's as clear cut as as people make out to be.
0: I mean, Bronson could easily wrestle fucking, but I just don't think so. I think Shabazzian is legit, and I think oh, so,
1: so do I. But I just, I think I would. Me and you are always quite wary when it comes to, you know, like not overhyping prospects, but like assuming they will blow through veterans. I think
0: yeah,
1: he's it. Bronson's the the right level of. Uh, of opponent to step up from, from fighting people like you know Jack Marshman and Brad Tavares. It's the right level it's the next level Um, and we'll see how he does uh-huh.
0: True that uh, Mickey Gall and Mike Perry booked me likey this fight. I think that Mike Perry should have the tools to beat Mickey Gall. If Diego Sanchez can beat Mickey Gall. There's a difference in the level of grappling. I get that but I don't know. I think I
1: favour Mike Perry don't know at this point with Mike Perry. He just we want no coaches will be in his corner just seems to have gone off the deep end. This is in fairness a big step down from the level of guys he's been fighting but he's also what two and five in his last seven against you know higher level guys maybe Mickey Gall is the level he should be fighting at. Um, Yeah. I think Mickey Gall has it on the ground. And you'd imagine Perry has it on the feet.
0: I would... That's exactly what my initial gut would be. Um, Henry Cejudo, apparently willing to return to fight Volkanovsky, I would absolutely watch that fight. Um, but I, I think Cejudo should stay retired. He has just done a podcast with Drew Rogan, uh, So I'll probably watch that later on.
1: Yeah. Well, same as you. Like... Yeah, obviously if that got booked, I'd be interested in seeing it. Um there will be a point where moving up and moving up just goes too far. Um and he is aware that Volkanovsky used to weigh seven hundred and thirty pounds.
0: Yeah, um, I know. It cuts down from that as well. That was when he played uh, <laughs> rugby? rugby they always talk about. Yeah, I yeah. love rugby though, but um <clears throat> Clay Guida and Bobby Green booked for June twentieth.
1: That's just a good old fashioned fun fight. Kinda yes. means fuck all in the world, you know, in rankings and titles and this, that and the other, but Bobby Green should have the tools
0: <clears> to deal with that.
1: The tools to deal with the carpenter? Ooh I do not know. Bobby Green's just a he's a weird fighter as well. Yeah. Looks unbeatable. Looks awful. At least you can say for Guida he's consistent. Consistent. Yeah.
0: Uh, Holly Holm versus Irene Aldana to headline the July 1st event. What is it with all the shitty headlines?
1: <laughs> I'm telling you, Holly Holm has pictures of Dana in compromised positions because she, oh well, she just keeps getting these, these opportunities. Um, I think this is silly booking because you could theoretically... Well, it is and it isn't. You could theoretically have thrown Aldana in as the next title challenger but I suppose if you're going to market her as a legit threat to Nunez what better way to do it than coming off a win over the UFC's just number two she, golden girl I just don't think she's going to beat her No, I think Holly Holm has this sh- she should do and um, then if Holly Holm wins you know we're getting another yeah, Holly Holm title yeah. fight
0: Um, but obviously we'll have a full breakdown closer to the time uh Herbert Burns wants Bryce Mitchell or Ryan Hall upon his return. Hell yeah. <clears throat> yes, please. I would watch either of those. I
1: think you probably want Bryce Mitchell more than you want Ryan Hall. For long term injury sake. Yep.
0: Yes. Yeah. Um I was watching a there's a YouTube compilation of Ryan Hall's best bits from The Ultimate Fighter and it was like, you know, a twenty five minute video of his compilation from the season. He's <laughs> just such an odd dude. I love it. Oh yeah. I love it. I
1: love that some family in Brazil were like, what are we going to call these boys we've got? What about Gilbert and Herbert? <laughs> like, yeah, I know, right? They're I the know. least Brazilian sounding names ever. I
0: see that they uh, they've attributed sports psychologists to their success.
1: It's probably, I think it's it's a huge part of the game which is neglected. Um, I think lots of people wrongly, uh, like, associate sports, like, you know, seeking sports psychology as, like, a weakness, you know, like, oh, it's a mental weakness, and, you know, obviously fighters pride themselves on, on especially, like, mental toughness and work ethic and stuff, but, I mean, sports psychology is one of those things that you can't just, like, bite down on the mouthpiece and grind through, you know, some yeah. sometimes it yeah, needs yeah. someone to, like, assess it and... No, I've have no beef with it at all. No, I think Tarn I, I Woodley should look at. Exactly, yeah. I think more fighters would, would really benefit from it. So
0: a Las Vegas bethor uh wagered one million dollars on Amanda Nunes and won one point two million, so like one two hundred grand, I would never be taking that risk, like.
1: Well no, but if you're throwing down a milli, you're probably you're probably doing alright. If you're throwing down a million dollar bet, you've probably got enough in the bank to cover it if it goes south. But, yeah, big risk for well, I was about to say little reward. 200 grand is you know, not a little reward but I suppose what you're risking for it. Um, In fairness, it's probably as close to a cert as you're going to get but oof, man, you would have some sweaty palms during that fight.
0: Yeah, you would, 100%.
1: Um, So, we're
0: going to get on to some of the bigger stuff now. At this opportunity in time, probably best to tell you, if you haven't already, make sure that you like, share, subscribe, I'll do all that wonderful stuff for the podcast, leave a review on iTunes, subscribe, it would mean a lot to us, uh, we're doing our best to grow the show, always willing to have feedback, so if there's anything you do like, don't like, etc., let us know. Um, we, we might get nasty though, if you criticise us at all, yeah, well, come on. We're, we're perfect. I'm petty. And petty. Perfectly <laughs> petty. Perfectly petty. Um now obviously always always down for feedback. So really appreciate you guys interacting with us. Twitter page has grown massively. Numbers of podcasts growing every week. Means a lot to us. So uh yeah, you can follow us on Facebook, Facebook dot com forward slash MMA. Follow us on Twitter at at MMA show and MMA on Instagram as well. So On to the bigger news. Uh, Jones and Masvidal and McGregor are all floating around the news at the minute. Um, John Jones has gone on another tweeting thing saying, Advice well, you young fighters, if you're hot right now, get paid. As much as the UFC is building your brand, you're building theirs. If you think the biggest paydays will come after being with the company for a while, you're wrong. Everything was good until I asked for a piece of the pie. UFC, totally comfortable with me taking concussions for over a decade um, but asking for general wealth. Get the fuck out of here. Do you not listen to Dana? Almost every interview mentions how the UFC are breaking new records and at an all-time high. Dana mentioned I wanted wilder money. Uh, meanwhile, over the entirety of my career, I haven't even made a quarter of that. Uh, when I was in my prime, the UFC's way of not paying me was telling me I wasn't a star. Uh, had me uh, grateful for a new car. Meanwhile, making tens of millions. Uh, meanwhile, the UFC was making tens of millions without me knowing. So that's the gist of his tweets. What are your thoughts?
1: We don't like John Jones, but I agree with everything he says. There, um, I tweeted it the other day. Um, in regards to it was actually Masvidal's tweets. Fighters are aware and are becoming far more vocal, especially at the top, about the revenue split, and the UFC aren't going to get away with it forever. Um, true, and yeah, I mean everything he's saying is true. I mean they they literally make their millions and billions off these guys you know, shedding blood and losing brain cells in there. Um, It's kind of gross how unbalanced the pay is. And, it's uh, you know, another thing he's hit, hit the nail on the head with there is that, like, he is calling out Dana, who, who does, you know, constantly rattle on about how they're, you know, breaking records, doing amazing this, that and the other. So if you're going to be that brash and boastful about it, it's, you know, perfectly fair... Expect people to come back. Yeah, yeah. it's a perfectly fair and reasonable response for the, the guys who are actually doing the fighting. Dana
0: really annoyed me this week with this whole, like, people talking about, you know, fighters. And, all. and he's like, look, you know, the good thing is fighters don't want to fight right now. They don't have to fight right now. And it's like, that is such a dick thing to say because... You know, some fighters are probably like, yeah, I'm not risking COVID. Jacques Ray got COVID. I'm not risking putting my family's lives at stake. Yeah. But ultimately, they don't get paid if they don't fight. And Dana White knows that. So we hate that idea. It's like, well, we're not forcing them to. And it's like, mm. you, well, you kind of are in that you're going, well, if you don't want to get paid, that's no
1: problem. Yeah, yeah. So what he's really saying there is like, yeah, if you want to be poor, you can be. If you want to have no income, go right ahead. But yeah, if you, Which if you, is if you, fine for him. Which is fine, yeah. But if you want money, you're going to have to do it in my terms. Well, that's always the way,
0: and this kind of ties in with John Jones's point, doesn't it?
1: Yeah.
0: I mean, I'd be inclined to agree. You know, like, they should be paid more. I think, unfortunately, we talked about this last week. The way the UFC system is set up, uh, it would require a complete overhaul, but that is what it is. That could potentially be what it's going to end up as, and it's the unfortunate thing of there being a monopoly. Uh, Jorge Masvidal... Um, I'm in a contract that I had to take to get paid. Same way, I got a new contract to fight Till. Then a new contract to fight Nate. They keep extending the amount of fights on my contract to keep me locked up. And when I say I only want the four-fight contract, it's take it or leave it. Um, The negotiation is take it or leave it. If you lose, you can cut me out and not pay out the rest of the contract. If I win, I'm not in a position to renegotiate the contract. My dad left the communist regime and prepared me my whole life. Uh, Classy touch with the, the Cuban reference there
1: yeah um well he's he's sort of highlighted a a tactic the ufc use is that they constantly extend your contract yep um at which you can't get out of um it's it's big business it is big it is big business but like he also like uh like made comparisons to you know other athletes in other sports, uh you know, like team sports, the NBA and the NFL. Um that's not a fair comparison because those guys get a regular salary, whether they play or not. Yes, well, that is true.
0: Or where, they're injured. They yeah. They still get
1: paid. They still get paid. You know, if they sit them on the bench, they still get paid. Um that is not the case with the UFC. So this like I would like what it's it's kinda gross. Like what like we just said, what option is he is he suggesting? Oh, if you don't if you don't want to fight that's okay. Right, well it's it's not the same as when you compare that to other other sports. If I Plus
0: did, on top of that you have the fact that gyms are closed and you know, there's different countries with different regulations on all this, and this is something we're going through right now with our Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu gym. You know, yeah. there's rules and regulations have to be followed. The government are setting guidelines. You know, uh, there's a, there's a whole host of other factors. It's, you know, some fighters are probably I'm not fighting because I'm not risking COVID. Other fighters are like I'd love to fight, but I haven't been able to train. Another thing,
1: know. yeah, yeah, but another thing they they commonly do in UFC contracts, and it's in the small print, and loads a, a bunch of fighters um, have. Brought this up in the past, and forgive me, I don't have like examples at hand because I've literally just remembered this. Is that like there's clauses if you turn down a fight, they can extend your contract as well. That's horrific so, practice, if, like isn't it? Oh yeah, but like that's what I'm saying. They've got away with it for for too long, and for some reason, people jump to the defense of of the big corporation in this case, and it's because John Jones said. They've been you know, they're building their brand off the fighters. It's not about building the fighters brand. People are loyal to the UFC, not to the fighters. Um, they have a charismatic cult of personality, guy and Dana at the front, who people either love or hate. And you see people arguing on Twitter about it all the time and like it's just it's a ridiculous scenario they're in. Another thing which irritates me is fighters who ...go against... ...the collect... ...or who's... ...you know... ...go against... ...people like Jones and stuff... ...and Masvidal here and... ...you know like... ...as much as I love Gilbert Burns... ...like he was tweeting something... ...like oh... I'll, I, ...if Masvidal doesn't want it... ...I want the title fight... ...because... ...I'm a real fighter... ...and you're like... ...being a real... F- oh, ...fuck's sake... ...like what a stupid... ...view... ...of this... ...like sucking the UFC's dick... ...doesn't make you a real fighter... ...you know... I'll ...oh... ...that makes sure you a slave... Uh, when Dana White says jump and you oh hi Mr. White I'll do whatever you say for whatever you want to give me they need to put yep. more value in themselves um, I really hope that something big comes of this because for too long anytime anyone's sort of moved out against it it's been guys who have been cut from the UFC or on the fringes you know the uh, Jake Shields John Fitch you know people like that and then the fan base turns on them because they have yep. da- Dana absolutely assassinating their character or their fighting style, you know, like, it just gets the me- messy and the marketing machine behind it to turn on them. But then he, and he'll try and do it with John Jones, and he has already gone after his his character. Um, when he was asked about the Masvidal thing, his first, when he asked about Masvidal bringing up the revenue split at the press conference, he didn't answer it at all, he sidestepped it. His first thing was to go, well, he was something like Masvidal, obviously, you know, mathematical genius that he is, like the first thing he does is go after character. Fuck that guy. Yeah. I hope someone like John Jones who has, you know, granted, not the money he deserves, but has a decent bit of money behind him, could go after him because it will go to court at some point and they will be forced to fall in line with other major sports. Now I had not an argument with someone on Twitter, but we were discussing it. And he asked and he was like I was brought up the revenue split now, it doesn't fly in other sports. And they brought up how, well, how's that working out in boxing? Now, I'm not saying the boxing model is perfect, because it absolutely is not. It's too top-heavy. But there has to be something in between, you know? Yes. I will grant that the UFC, probably, at the bottom, fighters make more money than if they did at the bottom of a boxing card. However, they're also tied in to contracts, which they can be cut from, but they can't ask for release,
0: and and unlike boxing you know these are guys that within two or three fights could be at the top yeah and in boxing that's not the case
1: they're also in uh in boxing you know as an independent contractor you signed with the u f c you're subjected to USADA testing which you had no input on if you wanted that now i know that comes off as like oh well who would you know the me uh the u f c and all of of twisted it so that if you you know if you were to reject it or question it, you know, instantly you bought your suspect of cheating. But you should have some say in the, the testing protocols yeah, that you of sign up to. So,
0: the other piece of news this week, Conor McGregor, um, He tweeted saying, Hey guys, I've decided to retire from fighting. Thank you for all the amazing memories. What a ride it's been. Here's a picture of myself and my mother in Las Vegas. A post one of my world title wins. Pick the home of your dreams, Mags. I love you. Whatever you desire, it's yours. So, number one, um, I am sick of this because he does this right after events. Yeah. And it just overtakes the narrative. Yeah. And I understand why, but I mean, Conor McGregor could have tweeted this on a Wednesday and got just as much traction, you know, so it's taken the shine off the other people who've bothered their asses to actually fight um you know he's not retired, of course he's not fucking retired, yeah, it's just bullshit, it's the same thing. It's the third time he's done this now, thanks for the cheese, you know, like I'm kinda tired of it now, and you know he he's done the same thing whenever I think the reason that the hype with Connor existed in the first place was because. He was saying these things, Mm -hmm. and then he was executing them. I'm going to finish him the first round. He was doing it. Once I've done that, I'm going to fight this guy. Then once I've done that, I'm going to fight this guy. And he was doing it. Now, all the fake call-outs, the fake retirements, he's just making himself lose that credibility and respect.
1: Oh, yeah, it's embarrassing. Um, Like, no one buys it. Um, And his, his reasoning... About not being interested in anyone available is—I mean—that's a bit rich when you handpicked, uh, what, thirty-six, seven, eight-year-old cowboy Saruni as your comeback fight. I—I I don't think you can have it both ways. Um, I don't even know what to say about this. Like we've been here before. There's literally no point commenting on it because he'll be back and. Four months with a new contract or whatever it is, or he'll end up fighting Usman or something stupid. Yeah, it's it's kind of like a non-story. And what this is, yeah, the third time we've been through this. Ugh. It's just boring. I think that's the biggest danger Connor's going to have is that people, rather than being intrigued by the the shtick, are now just becoming numb to it. Oh uh, yeah, you're retiring again. All right, okay, cool.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, I don't think we should really give him much more, much more time than that. Um, I don't think he's worthy of it. I think all we're gonna do is just keep him. You know, g- keep the narrative going, and I don't think there's any point. I think that we all know he's not retired, so we just swiftly or move the off. opposite.
1: Like, I hope that he is but I'm not going but you know even if he is I'm not going to buy it for until I don't see Connor for the next 2 years if he still hasn't fought in 2 years you know I will go back and say yep that was a legitimate fair retirement and we'll give him his props and we'll assess his career and treat it like it truly is over but until then I'm just not buying it it's the boy who cried wolf
0: it is it is um on to UFC Fight Night Saskatoon actually wait that is incorrect we yes. have a listener question for the week Um, Mojo Sterling Schofield which is at Mojo Schof S-C-H-O-F-E he tweets saying who's going to be the next Bantamweight champ and at what stage do we start expecting WWE style handicap matches with Amanda Nunes fighting two on one the next champ is Jose Aldo yep uh, and the handicap matches Um, I think
1: I think we're about there now Yeah, we're getting there
0: so, uh, short and sweet this week, I think. Um, but, uh, yeah, if you have any questions, tweet We'll break it us. down
1: close to the time, but I just think people overrate Peter Jan.
0: And constantly underrate yep. Jose Aldo. <laughs> people have this narrative in their head with Aldo because of the Holloway fights. That's it.
1: Yeah, but Holloway is also one of the best featherwits ever. Correct. Um, I just... And Peter Yan has beat... What, 48 year old Uriah Faber, who had been retired for years. Indeed.
0: Um, UFC Fight Night Saskatoon, one of the worst cards on paper I've ever seen. Which is still a good thing. Yeah. No, it's not. Oh, no, it must be. Yeah, it must be happening in the Apex now. Sorry, you're right. Yeah. But it's still cold, UFC Saskatoon. Oh, right, so. okay. um,
1: yes, this terrible is terrible card. Terrible. Now, let me preface this by saying I'm still going to watch it. Yes, same. Just because it's terrible on paper doesn't mean it'll be terrible to watch live. Usually means the opposite. That is true. Usually. But I do agree with the sentiment. On paper, this is the weakest card the UFC could possibly have ever put on.
0: There isn't even a single fight in the prelims that's of note. So we'll just go straight to the main card. And even there, it is ropey at best. Um... We'll start with the good one. <laughs> um, Andre Feely fighting Charles Jordan. That's about right.
1: Um, I think I favour Feely in this. Um, yeah, I think I've picked Feely. I think he'll overwhelm him and get a late knockout. So I think I've picked Feely in the third or maybe the late last minute or so of the second. But no, no, I'll stick with the third. Good with my gut.
0: I am going to go for a decision. Uh, Bantamweight fight up next. Mirab Dvashvili against Ray Borg. Uh, this is a great fight. This, it's a fucking great this fight.
1: This is, I mean, the next fight as well, the Vittorian Robertson fight with this is actually, you know, like they're really good fights. They're just not super appealing on paper. No. Um, I'm Yashvili
0: going, should mark Borg. I I'm think. going
1: Yashvili by decision. I think Same. you saw uh, Ricky Simone really exploit the, the weak takedown defense of Borg in his last fight and if anyone's got outrageous cardio and a constant takedown threat it's uh, Yashvili so that,
0: that would be my gut as I well. think it actually
1: looks very similar to the Simone fight I think Borg yeah. will have strong moments on the feet Um, so it's not a given but I think Yashvili will and the physical strength that Yash really has as well. Like, he's an absolute unit. He's a weak beast. A yeah. Wee tank. Should see him through.
0: Uh, next fight up, the co cool main event. <sighs> it's hard saying that in this fight in the same sentence. Carl Robertson and Marvin Vittori. This is a tough fight for both people. Um, it really is. I, 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 I'm struggling to pick this one. I My gut says uh, that Vittori gets the decision, but Robertson could ice him.
1: He could, I just think Vittori's good. more well-rounded. I think he is good. Um, I think he's a bit of a dick, to be honest. But um, Yeah, he
0: made himself look like a bit of a dick with all the uh, Alessania stuff.
1: Yeah. Um, he's just He's just a good fighter. You know, he's competent everywhere. He's not particularly dangerous anywhere, though, if that makes sense. Like, I... Yep doesn't carry big power. He doesn't have a strong submission threat. I just think he's well-rounded. He's very like his last opponent, uh, Andrew Sanchez. He's yes. just kind of good everywhere. Yeah. Um, I agree with So that. I, I'm picking Vittori by decision. Same. Same. And the main event, good grief,
0: is Jessica I versus Cynthia Calvillo. I have a gut with this one, that it will be a finish. Really, I'm yep. going
1: Jessica. I split decision.
0: Jessica, I by KO or Calvillo topser her, and I'm edging towards Calvillo tapping her. <sighs> it could happen. That's what I'm. I, I I I'm covering my bases a little bit, but we don't do that on this podcast. We're not wishy washy. So it's just it's I'm going to stick with Calvillo Tapser. her.
1: I can go on I decision, but the idea that Jessica I is ranked the number one I know. flyweight in the world is just that I feel like I'm bashing her a lot, but she did invite it on with the ridiculously cringy behavior. It's just uh oh, like I don't even know. I don't have words. Like this this division could be weaker than women's featherweight and there isn't even a women's featherweight division (laughs) it's I just this is poor and I have no idea why this is headlining actually I do this is only headlining because they're fighting in an arena with no fans in it I don't have to worry about selling tickets yeah Yeah, I think Jessica I for all her limitations sort of being there done it is tough you know goes the fifteen with pretty much everyone um has been in there with, with some great fighters she's been there obviously with Shevchenko like was said um Sarah McCann Misha Tate She, she just I think she just has more. I think Calvelo I think the UFC wanted her to be better than she is. There's that whole oh she's like the female Diaz sister or whatever. She's just It's not there yet. Um, She just... I don't know. I suppose, I mean, like, her only loss is, what, Carla Sparzo, and there's no... No shame in that. No shame in that, but... I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I think there is a case there that... that uh, you can make, you know, she could tap her. Um, I think... I think if she wins she probably gets a title shot, you know. Um another thing about Cavillo is people think that she's an up and coming prospect. She's thirty two. Yeah. You know, like yeah. it's it's now or never. She is like she's not she has a, three years left. Yeah, she's not a twenty five year old. Um, she is in her prime. She sort of needs to although she's on a two fight win streak. Um she needs to show a bit more, but I mean, with the division as weak as it is, she is, fight, she is fighting the number one fighter outside of Shevchenko. So, if she beats her, you kind of have to give her a title fight. And honestly, true, Bill, what would Valentina Shevchenko do to Cynthia Calvillo?
0: It wouldn't be pleasant, mm-hmm. put it that way. Nope, I wouldn't want it happening to me, <laughs> that's for sure. Definitely not, but uh, yeah, I think that about wraps up the MMA talk. So, uh, let's just shoot the breeze about uh. Running for a bit,
1: <laughs> since it's your new favourite hobby. Oh yeah, well now that I've done one, I feel qualified to to talk about it from a from a position of authority.
0: I did I did two yesterday on a three mile walk. All right, all right. Covered like I know, I know. Um, to be fair though, well I, I did re-
1: six hundred push ups. How many did you do? Six hundred
0: and two. You ah, <laughs> even got me there. Um, uh, that's the next thing for me is starting that uh, push ups, sit ups, calisthenics stuff, Um, been slinging a little bit of weight but finding it difficult with the running trying
1: to balance it uh, you probably should do those two things at the same time that is difficult in fairness no but it is an immense calorie burn I just I need my arms for running, it's just hard out in the street, carrying dumbbells around as well just pounding the pavement <laughs> lugging 250s around with you <laughs> Yeah. It'll be good to be able to
0: get back to gyms, etc. Um obviously the lockdown here, for those who don't know, we are still cooped up. Yep. Um, allowed allow get- to see your friends in a public place in groups of six if you socially
1: distance. It's getting there, I don't think. I don't think the restrictions are gonna be as stringent for much longer. So I mean Hopefully not. I mean we've done how many weeks of it now?
0: Oh, I don't know. It
1: feels like, what are we, on
0: week 317 or something? Something like that, yeah. So, I mean, what's a few more? It's been a very strange period of time. Like, I think, obviously, a lot of people are saying that, you know, but, like, for me in particular, you know, I went through a breakup, moving flat, like, you know, not able to see your friends, not able to socialize, you know, not able to train, went through all that during pandemic, um, which... uh it's definitely I, I think as I look back on it it it's definitely been a surreal hmm. period of time yeah
1: well it is nearly done
0: you say that but that second wave they keep talking
1: about Right. okay I'm just trying to be optimistic I'll turn it around then you're never getting, just just getting out of your fucking house just shut up and sit there well I'm about I'm about to leave my house soon
0: like go for a wee runny dizzle well then, what do you have to complain about nothing. nothing not a single thing man nothing to complain about at all yeah Love and life, just getting on with things, running,
1: get becoming a better human being. Um, I'm actively becoming a worse human
0: being. That was my goal. Well, I mean, your mission succeeded. Yeah, I want to become terrible. Ter- you did like I didn't want to tell you, but like since the lockdown, you've become
1: oh, terrible. I, yeah, I want to become one percent worse every day.
0: <laughs> I really like that that like mindset, the one percent better mindset. Yeah. It's the compound effect, isn't it? That's what they Aiming call it. too
1: small. Aim to be 36% better every day.
0: I think you can do that with certain things. I don't think you could do that with running. Be like, I ran three miles today, so tomorrow
1: I will run. Well, you're limiting yourself. You should be running 36 miles every day. 36 that, is the number. Well, what am I, David Goggins? Should be.
0: I don't get that guy. No. Nah. I think he's just mentally unhinged. Oh, yeah, so do I. Um, and people like totally bum it they're like oh I'll oh yeah
1: but go. like people bum it from a distance i think if he yeah, was, no one's doing it yeah but i think if he was your mate and you're like oh do you want to do this and he's like nah fuck that i'm running I'm like, oh, okay <laughs>
0: yeah 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 sweet i'll go for a walk but i'll have to do laps and catch up with you like, yeah you're you're you know, you're not much fun all you do is run <laughs> fair play like i mean he's it, obviously an incredibly mentally and physical durable human but it's the same thing as the like Jocko Willink thing. I really like
1: Jocko Wilnick. but the thing is, there's some people that just that just doesn't apply. I get it. My thing with that was what I sort of just said is that like, I just don't think you're a very enjoyable or fun human being because to be that like that and do the things they do requires a literal round-the-clock intensity, and for average human being, that's it's not something they want. That's yeah. why people love them and bum them because they can take them in bite-sized chunks in videos and take what they want from that. But I think to actually live it yeah. would be entirely different.
0: Yeah, because it's that whole mindset of you know warrior mentality. And like, and I also think a lot of that, unless you've been an actual warrior,
1: I it's think, very I think, difficult to apply that. I think that's, that. that's a good mindset to apply to certain things. But to 100%. Liter- to literally have it in everything all your life. Yeah. I Make
0: your dinner like a warrior I
1: don't subscribe to it. Like lots of the best things in life are relaxing, enjoying yourself, laughing, you know. It's I think
0: with I think with Jocko, it's you know, when, when people go through like uh when people go, go to war for argument's sake, you know, there tends to be a handful of mental responses. You know, some people end up with PTSD, some people end up you know, with, with no positive or negative feelings either way. Some people end up with like moments of downness or whatever it may be. Some people end up loving the experience. And then other people, like him, almost use that as the benchmark for everything. Nothing else in my life can ever be like that.
1: Yeah. So, therefore, everything else is fine. And it, it, I think that's what i was saying is I think that. But that's what I mean. That, that sort of level of military training and execution requires that. Yeah. You know, so that's probably an actually. Responsible way to view it because it does require everything, and it is the most intense thing you'll ever do. And I suppose unless you make a conscious decision to keep your mindset like that, um, nothing will ever come close, and you'd be aware of it. Yeah, you would know. Like, I mean,
0: to be fair, if you've been to war, well, ever, everything, would,
1: everything would just be so. I don't know the word I'm looking for like nothing would add up everything would seem trivial you know like why the fuck would I care about working hard at this I've literally been in the most dangerous war zones ever yeah like I literally couldn't be arsed giving my attention to such a menial task so I suppose that's why they carry the the mindset over
0: absolutely absolutely um i suppose we probably wrap the podcast up that's us at the hour mark now so uh we've been keeping these short and sweet let us know if you enjoy and um, we're open to the idea into a week so get in touch with us and let us know you can find us on the twitter at super mma show facebook.com forward slash super you can email us your questions or tweet them at us which is preferable SuperAdMMA at at gmail.com uh do you have the uh, smoke signal and carrier pigeon? C- carrier pigeon details there.
1: Yes, I will await the carrier pigeon. Just send them to my bell tower, which I will be on oh, the okay. top of.
0: Yes, yeah, yeah. With your long flowing locks, yep. Rapunzel, Rapunzel. <laughs> um. Anything else to add, brother Mel? No.
1: Live long and prosper. Try to enjoy this weekend's fights. I know it will be difficult, That's especially as a European fan. Try and stay up for it. Sage advice. Sage advice. Well, until next week.
0: Peace. Peace.